0: Hey, Cam. Yes, Alex. I, I do, actually don't know a ton about the part of North Carolina that you're from. Do Do you guys have any any like cool national parks around where you're at? Uh, no
1: national parks nearby. Uh, there's a couple of those up, up towards the mountains. We do have a couple of state parks nearby uh, Carver's Creek and Raven Rock. Uh, good hiking, good trails. Uh, down by the Cape Fear River, always a good time to go spend an afternoon out there.
0: Very cool. Very yeah. What cool. about you? And yeah, my my wife and I love to go to national parks as, as much as we can. Like uh, a couple of years ago, we went out to California and and toured Yosemite. That was really cool. Um, we've done uh we've done like last couple of weeks ago, we did Garden of the Gods and then and then Red Rocks. Uh, I I really like like the Southwest United States national parks. They're they're great. They've got these these big formations and they they really just make you feel good about yourself because everyone knows plateaus are the highest form of flattery. <sighs> do we have to do the show this week? Gentlemen, welcome to the Chatting Average podcast with your hosts, Riley's Rakes and the Big Chop Man. Welcome to your friendly neighborhood Atlanta Braves podcast. Welcome to Chatting Average. I'm your host, Alex, joined as always by Mr. Cam Matthews. How you doing today, Cam? Well, shaking bacon. Ah, not too much, not too much. A uh, little, uh, little dehydrated from this weekend. What what are you drinking?
1: uh tonight i am drinking orange juice because we had breakfast for supper so i've just been drinking orange juice all night swig well, of oj for the working man
0: very nice it's uh it, it's it's a it's a virgin episode this week uh because i too am not drinking alcohol had plenty of that this week i'm <laughs> into uh, that i am uh i am drinking a bottle of dasani water uh but boy i sure could get yeah. some electrolytes from a sports drink Just like just like our podcast network, you can find tons of great podcasts on Sports Drink, just like our buddies over there at the Platinum Sombrero podcast, Doc and Dylan. And speaking of Doc and Dylan, you can check them out every Thursday night on Spotify Green Room. It is a live audio only sports talk platform. And it's basically a live podcast. You can interact with these guys live. Uh, You could even get featured on there, have them. You know, invite you on to, to speak with them live. Uh, imagine listening to this great podcast and being able to jump right into the conversation. That's basically Spotify Greenroom. So go into the iOS store, download Spotify Greenroom, and and check it out. Uh, I know TPS is live every Thursday night, and uh, you never know, you could catch me and Cam on there. Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: So Alex, yes sir. What what in heaven's name did you do this weekend? Oh boy. Oh boy. Um <laughs> it's, it's, okay, so first off first off, this is two episodes in a row that you have come on it's my Ner- fault, guys. It's nursing all my fault. <laughs> nursing a hangover from the weekend prior.
0: Well, this is two weekends in a row. that um, <laughs> we've we've hung out with the same group of friends and both weekends consecutively, we uh, we decided we were gonna party like we were in college. Um, hardy. hardy. <laughs> so last week it was be- obviously because it was the 4th of July and this week, um, my, uh, my in-laws were out of town and they gave us free reign of their lake house up in South Carolina. Fun. So, so we went up there with, with our friends, our friends brought their dogs. We had four people and four dogs up there. Uh, also had the keys to the boat. So, hey. uh, so got to go spend a lot of time on the lake there. So that was a lot of fun. Had a, had a blast up there. Um, it uh, it was not without its uh it, its excitement though. Uh oh. Uh So uh first thing that happened was okay so there's the how the house is on a hill the hill has a little uh a little sidewalk that leads you down to
1: the dock. So. And a bird and this and this and a twig and a twig and a branch and a branch. Sorry.
0: <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about but yes all of that.
1: Um, you, wait, wait, wait! You don't know, you don't know the old Irish folk song, the Rattling Bog.
0: You say that as though that's a thing I'm supposed to know. Well, I thought everybody knew that. Okay. I, I carry on. I mean, maybe everybody does. There's, I feel like there's a lot of things that if quote, if you everybody know, everybody knows
1: if you know the song the rattling bog please let me know on twitter so i don't feel alone in this
0: (laughs) because i suddenly feel very alone in this anyway carry on so anyway so there's a sidewalk that goes down to the dock right so there is probably a a three foot gap in between the end of the sidewalk and the beginning of the dock so there is a uh, a cinder block uh that's kind of in the middle there that you just Sort of use as, ste- as a stepping stone to get from the sidewalk to the to the dock, so you don't have to walk through the mud. Right. Uh, well, it had been raining quite a lot, so apparently the mud was pretty soft. Uh, and I go down there. I've got like a cooler in my arms. I've like I've got a ton of stuff I'm carrying. Uh-huh. Uh, step on this cinder block, and it flips over, and oh. and so do I. Oh. <laughs> <whoop. Uh-oh. laughs> and I went down like a sack of potatoes. It was oh boy. Uh, got, got a little banged up, got a skinned elbow, a skinned knee, um, bloody ankle. Uh, it's, uh, it's all very exciting. Haven't had a skinned knee like this since I was probably 12 years old. So forgot what that felt like. But were the, uh, were the drinks okay? Yes. So that's, that's, that's kind of what saved me. And, you know, now that we're, we're two days removed, uh, that's sort of, sort of, Wearing off, and I'm starting to feel things again. um Uh-oh. do not recommend feeling things is overrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, no, no, how so no so was the rest? How was the rest of the trip? No event was without excitement, but uh, the rest of the trip, um, was basically laughing about all the ridiculous things that happened. And uh, drinking ridiculous amounts, just just silly. Nice. But well, it was kind t- of fun, yeah. We got we got a decent amount of good weather. Um, yeah, always love being out on the boat. Um, but yeah, I, you said prior to recording, uh, that you had uh you had did something pretty cool this week. So what do you got?
1: Yeah, I did. So uh, last Wednesday, I got to call a double header. On the road, which was pretty cool, um, and the stadium that I got to call uh, on the road in, I think sits uh, sits about three or four hundred people, so it's a fairly good sized stadium. It's actually a community college ballpark um, that was built back in the '80s, so it's coming up on 40 years old. They've hosted several, you know, uh, amateur league teams that were, you know, semi-pro teams over the years. But what was neat was I showed up and I go up to the booth. And the way this booth is set up is that there, there are doors on each end for you to enter. And then the inside of the booth is separated into three different rooms. Room number one was where the league had their broadcast team at for their online stream that they do. The center room was where the scorekeeper and PA announcer were sitting. So I got the room down on the other end. And so I walk in and I'm like, hey, you know, I'm here from the radio station. Um, I'm, I'm set up to to do uh, the game here this afternoon. He's like, OK, cool. He said, let me lead you into where uh, where you're going to be calling from. He proceeds me. He proceeds to take me into the executive suite of the booth. Whoa. Where I got to set up and call two baseball games. Nice. Without a doubt, the nicest booth I've had a broadcast from. Um, it had its own, like, controllable air unit inside, so I was very comfortable the entire time. Um, wood Wooden floors, very nice seats, perfect window view. Like, it was actually very neat. Very cool. Oh, so you're fancy now. Yeah, and then our team got shellacked in the second game, and they called the mercy rule on them, so <laughs> yeah, that was fun. <laughs> But, but no, least, it, was, it but was at least neat. you were comfortable. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's I've I've called games down on field level because there wasn't a booth for me to actually sit in. I've called games in like a wooden hut, basically. But this was without a doubt the nicest space I've called a ball game in, which was cool. It it, it was very nice.
0: That's awesome and a good good break from the norm. Yeah, and you also mentioned that that's not going to be the end of the cool settings where you're calling baseball games.
1: No. So, uh, so later on this week, I'm heading down toward the coast uh, for an away game on Saturday. I'll be calling a double header down at the beach.
0: Yes. Which is oh, that's awesome.
1: pretty awesome. Yep. Yep. Uh, we managed to work it out that we're going to take a quick little, you know, two day vacation, see some family uh, down at the coast. And then while I'm there, I'm going to go call a base ga- baseball game while I'm on vacation. So yeah. very cool,
0: very yeah. cool. Lots of fun. Getting as as far away from Braves baseball as he can. I I can't say I blame you for for one second. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Braves baseball, what's that? Never heard of her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, actually, uh, speaking of Braves baseball, a little bit, uh, we will have a a, a pretty cool show to bring to you next week. Right. Um. Because uh, next week the Braves will be playing the San Diego Padres, uh, a team uh, who we have many friends that are are a fan of. So uh, one of those friends, namely Sam Near, who you may have heard uh, a couple of times last season on this show, is going to be making the trek out to Atlanta. So uh, so so me and Jeff Donahue and. And some other uh, some other Braves fam are gonna be showing him a good time while he's out here. Uh, I will be going to the the Wednesday day game against the Padres with him, uh, watching the Padres win by uh, at least I would say a dozen runs, uh, and, and basically uh, enacting as many Twitter bits in real life as we possibly can. Serious question. Yes.
1: Do you think he's going to be able to handle the humidity of
0: Georgia during the summer? I, I don't... Like, we. Jeff and I have tried to prepare him. He's not ready. I don't think so. Like, if if
1: Sam happens to be listening to this, Sam, you ain't ready, son. <laughs> At all. <laughs> yeah. Boy, you are going to have swamp ass
0: like you have never felt in your life. Oh, man. I'm I, I'm just... I'm picking him up from the airport when he gets here yep. and I might just stop at like a CVS or something and pick him up a big old bottle of gold bond. He's going to um, need it just as like a welcome gift. Yeah. Uh, I feel like anytime you get off the plane in Atlanta, you should be, you know how you go to Hawaii and they put a lay on you when you get off the plane, <laughs> you should just, you should, you should just, just get a, be bottle of <laughs> a bottle of gold bond when you land at Hartsfield Jackson <laughs> airport. Oh, man. Uh, Passengers, uh, we are coming in
1: on Hartfield, Jackson. Uh, It is 437 local time. Uh, Temperature is currently 92 degrees and 97% humidity. Uh, Thank you for flying Delta Airlines. We appreciate your stay here this afternoon. And uh, please find a bottle of Gold Bond so you don't get swamp ass out there. Thank you and have a great
0: day. Don't forget to powder up. Have a great day. Powder up. (laughs)
1: I've always I've we, always said
0: we know, we, are... we know you have a lot of choices in where to leave your balls, but and we thank you for choosing the seats on Delta Airlines. <laughs> I tell
1: you, I have always said I have always said, <laughs> have always said <laughs> okay. I've always said there there are two there are two stages to a man's life. Before and after he discovers gold bomb powder.
0: Oh man, that's <laughs> That's a saying that could only come from the south. Yes, like people not <laughs> from the south do not understand. I no.
1: mean, and and it is to be used before, during, and after. Oh
0: yes. Any and all activity. See, a lot of people forget the after part. I think the the after is is just as important. Boy, let me tell you, you, you come home
1: from a strenuous activity, take a nice shower, get all cleaned up, and you powder it up down there.
0: Oh son, yeah. Son, freshen it up. That's me, that's the good stuff right there. Have you ever had? Have you ever tried the blue bottle? Excuse me. It's got like
1: extra mint. There, there's a apparently there's a blue label kind extra extra tingly, extra menthol apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh man. <laughs> I mean, re- regular gold bond's good enough. Good lord.
0: I I prefer. Uh... Never been a fan of menthol. I always just preferred the classic tobacco. Yeah. Free <laughs> freeze your giblets down there, boy. I tell you. It's gracious. It's so, like the regular gold bonds, pretty, pretty chilly already.
1: Oh yeah, pretty potent.
0: It's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, you you actually might need to go ahead and buy some some. Oh yeah. No, I'm I'm not even joking. That's because like what be what a... isn't the weather in San Diego year round like seventy eight degrees? So my, my in-laws are actually in the San Diego area right now. Huh. And they, they showed us the forecast before they went out there. And the forecast, I'm not exaggerating, for every single one of, like, the 10 days that they're out there is low of 68, high of 72, sunshine every day. I mean, come on. <laughs> Say Sam's going to die. <laughs>
1: Like there's I'm no, not even exaggerating. There's no way they
0: breed him tough out there. There's just no way.
1: No. No. He <laughs> he is in for a rude awakening.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. What? So what day is he flying in? Uh, he is flying in on Saturday, I believe. Saturday. Okay.
1: Okay. What 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 time? You you might have to call me whenever you first see him. Whenever if, he first gets in the car. If I, if I'm not if, if I'm not on the air.
0: I believe it's Saturday evening.
1: Yeah, I'll be on the air. Okay.
0: Yeah, so please 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 take a video and share with friends. (laughs) See (laughs) what I wanted to do and and I'm I'm just I'm not gonna spend the kind of money it would take to actually do this. Um, but you know how me and Sam always like to uh, (laughs) troll people with pictures of, of I don't even know if I'm pronouncing this right, tap ears on that's what, that's is, what you call them. is that what they're called okay i guess i don't know yeah all uh, the experts yeah <laughs> so what i wanted to do was get like a mascot costume of one of those and show up at the airport with a sign that just said sam near <laughs> we can make this happen you you get you get that costume on my doorstep and it will happen I I actually found one. It was just like three hundred dollars, and and I like I like Sam. I just don't like him that much.
1: <clears throat> if you want to help Alex buy a Tapir costume for three hundred dollars, <laughs> you can become a patron of this fine podcast. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash/ChattingAveragePodcast. Get that boy the, in his costume. The Segway God. Look, man, I work in radio. This is my job. <laughs> I tell you, I, I've got some fun sponsors this year. Like, I, I've got, you know, I've got a, I've got a starting lineup sponsor. Of course, I've got, like, a player of the game sponsor, that sort of thing. One sponsor that we weren't able to get, but they, the station tried really hard for, was getting a, a local bail bonds office to be our stolen base sponsor. Oh, man. That's but they, fantastic. We, we couldn't get them signed on,
0: but it was the most perfect thing I've ever heard. Oh, God. Uh, what What was the plan for, for throwing that in there? <clears throat> uh, let, let's just say,
1: and uh, Williams, he takes second standing. No throw on the play. That's a stolen base here in the bottom of the second. Stolen base is brought to you by Chico Bell Bonds. You know, something along, something along those lines. <laughs> something like that, yeah.
0: Something. Chico's Bell Bonds. And Carl Robbins has been caught stealing at second. And if you get caught stealing, call up no, no. the <laughs> bail <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! Yep, yeah, that's the way I thought of it going. <laughs>
1: yeah, but I digress. We did um, uh, the the first season that I helped out with football. Uh, we did have a funeral home as one of our sponsors, and boy, um, if you did, if you if you can find an pr- appropriate way to spend that, I'll 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 give you five dollars because. <laughs> It was uh, it was always kind of awkward bringing them up. <laughs> but I digress. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> Alex, them. are you watching the Home Run Derby? I am not. I'm recording it in hopes that Twitter doesn't spoil it for me uh, and that you don't <laughs> spoil it for me. Uh, okay, I'm well, trying <laughs> to watch it after we get done recording today. Okay, well, Juan <laughs> Soto almost got banged by this guy pitching to him. Oh, that's great. I mean, the ball flew a good 10 feet behind him. (laughs) Charge (laughs) the mound. Charge it. Did he do the shuffle? I don't think so, but everybody was laughing. Oh, goodness.
1: Oh, man. You're missing a show right now, by the way. I'm I'm sure I am. You're missing missing one.
0: I couldn't give the Home Run Derby and you, the listener, both the proper attention you deserve. But the whole plan for us
1: recording tonight was that we were going to be recording during the derby, and then and then you drop it on me. Well,
0: I got it recording. Don't don't spoil me on it. Oh goodness gracious! Uh, we'll have something to talk about next week since the All Star breaks this week. Hey, hey, all right. But for now, why don't we talk about some some moments from this week in baseball history? Let's do it. All right, with All-Star Week upon us, Cam and I decided we were going to do something a little bit different for this week in baseball history and go with all All All-Star Game-themed moments from not necessarily this week, but All-Star Moments in history. Yeah. So so the first comes from July 10th, 1934. At the All-Star Game played in New York's Polo Grounds, giant pitcher Carl Hubble faces a starting lineup comprised of nine eventual hall of famers after giving up a single and a walk to the first two batters he faced king carl consecutively fans babe ruth lou gehrig jimmy fox al simmons and joe cronin so what was your reaction when you watched this live (laughs) damn it Cam! what (laughs) what what i do uh um first of all i was listening to it on the radio okay yep that's fair (laughs) as one did back in the 1930s did uh, the papa let you burn a candle that night or you can serve (sighs) wax july 7th 1936 hang on hang on you got another one no no that that is pretty
1: impressive though that that's a good little good little streak there yeah Uh, i mean makes you think about uh what was it? The 2 no the 99 uh, All-Star game at Fenway where Pedro Martinez struck out like the top of the water. Oh yeah. To start the game, like just dominated. I swear Pedro would have had a no-hitter in that game if he could have gone, gone oh, the distance playing at home in Fenway. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> he was unreal. Good stuff. All right, what you got? All right. Our next fact comes from July 7th, 1936. Joe DiMaggio becomes the first rookie to appear in an All-Star game when he starts in right field and bats third for the junior circuit in the team's 4-3 loss to the National League at Boston's Braves Field. The 21-year-old Yankees outfielder doesn't fare well in the fourth edition of the Midsummer Classic, committing an error and making the last out of the game with a man in scoring position to finish his day 0-5 for 5 at the plate. Five at bats in an all-star game. You don't, you don't, that's you don't the see the first that now. thing that's jumped out at me about that fact too. Like he got yeah. to play the whole game. Yeah. You don't. Yeah.
1: You don't, you don't see that now at all. Interesting. Good. old, all right. good old Jody.
0: Our next fact comes from July 12th, 1955 at Milwaukee's County stadium. Cardinal outfielder Stan Musial comes to bat, leading off the bottom of the 12th inning of a 5-5 All-Star deadlock. After Yankee catcher Yogi Berra complains about his feet hurting, the man tells him, don't worry, I'll have you home in a minute, and then promptly hits a game-winning home run off Frank Sullivan on the next pitch.
1: What an absolute stud. Really? (laughs) Like, (laughs) (laughs) hey, you tired? All right, I'm going to go ahead and just end this
0: right now. Goodbye. Like, that's awesome. Who but Yogi Berra would be on base in an all-star game bitching about his feet hurting? (laughs) Let me tell you something. (laughs) That man stormed the beach of Normandy.
1: He can complain about whatever he wants. You're right. You're exactly right. (laughs) That's wild. That's good stuff, though. You know, and and we've talked about it before, professional athletes just have a different gene than a lot of us have. Oh, absolutely. you know, where they just, they call their shot or they are just, they know their ability to the point that they can be downright arrogant about it. Mm-hmm. They're just a different breed. And so like Stan Musial is no different right there of like, eh, yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and end this.
0: <laughs> it's awesome. All right, we got one that's loosely related to an All-Star game here, oh. and the first one of these facts that I was actually alive for, Cam. Oh. July 10th, 1986, a very disappointed Oil Can Boyd, who at the time was 11-6 and six with a 3.71 ERA, begins shouting and throwing clothes in the clubhouse after learning that Kansas City manager Dick Houser had not selected him to be one of the eight pitchers to make the American League All-Star team. The inconsolable Red Sox right-hander, who will storm out of Fenway Park before the team's scheduled game against California, will be suspended without pay for three days for his tirade. Well, with an attitude like that, you can only give it so far. (laughs) Oil oil can boyd that's that's a great name it's an all-time name but let's see i i guess i don't know it's it's easy being a fan to not realize how big of a deal an all-star game actually is to some people well yeah it's
1: you know you've heard you've heard guys talk about you know when winning the MVP or winning a batting title, you know, that winning the MVP is different in the sense that because it's something that's selected, you know, you feel like you are getting recognition. You know, people are giving you the the props that you, you know, you probably feel like you deserve. And the All-Star Games, they're different. Yeah. Um, you know, it, you know, for these guys, a lot of them, you know, you think about it this way. The vast he looks mature, good on a resume
0: when it comes up to contract time.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and for the majority of, you know, the majority of the players in the major league was in the major league will not go into the Hall of Fame. So and the majority of them won't win a World Series either. But one thing that they can try to always hang their hat on is like, hey, I was a two time all star, you know, like that's Yeah, that, that's a cool deal for a lot of guys. Fun fact, do you know where Oil Can Boyd's nickname comes from? I do not. And I really want to know. According to his Wikipedia, Oil Cam Boyd's unique and memorable nickname has been reported as coming from his beer drinking days in his hometown of Meridian, Mississippi, where beer was referred to as Oil.
0: Huh. Dude dude could drink. And that's how he got his nickname. That, I mean, that's 80s baseball for you. Oil Cam Boyd, buddy. All right. Our next fact comes from July 6th, 1989. Mike Schmidt becomes the first retired player to be elected to start an All-Star game. The Phillies' third baseman, who announced his retirement on May 29th, is hitting only 203 this season and decides not to play. Huh. He got elected. He, so he retired like two months into the season, and after his retirement was elected to the All-Star game. That's pretty wild.
1: I mean, I'd give him props, but he played for Philly, so man. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck him. Uh- <laughs> 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 yes. Yes. And you could get a T-shirt with that fine phrase on it at teespring.com/store/chatting-average-podcast. Love it. <laughs> Along with many other fine wares. That's Our next right. fact. Comes from July 12th, 1993. Ken Griffey Jr. becomes the first and only major leaguer to hit Baltimore's B&O warehouse on the fly. The Mariner outfielder launches the estimated 460-foot shot during the All-Star Game Home Run Derby contest at Camden Camden Yards.
1: I'm still amazed that he's still the only one to do it. I, I, I think that might have actually been the first derby I watched. I was not born yet. I hate you. I was born a few months later. Ah, uh. but <laughs> so, you have you been to Camden Yards? I have, yes. Okay, okay. I feel, I feel like you. It just looks like one of the neater ballparks it's out there. It's a great park. Well, I, I, it, I really it enjoyed is, it. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe I've read somewhere that that um, that warehouse out out of Wright field is like the largest brick structure. In North America,
0: it's massive.
1: Yeah, like uh, I think. It, I, I think it's legitimately one of the largest brick structures in the in the country.
0: Well, if I'm not mistaken, I, I believe the Orioles uh, purchased it, or at least a portion of it, uh, and have a lot of their offices in that warehouse now. Neat. Yeah,
1: that's cool. You know, I, I like seeing stuff like that. Uh, you know, you think about Petco Park out in San Diego yeah the old the old warehouse building in left field they literally built the park around that rather than taking that building down
0: oh that's fantastic yeah it's it's, it's very neat stuff our final fact comes from july fifteenth, two 2008 old friend dan Uglow becomes the first player in the history of the all-star game to make three errors The Marlins second baseman, who has two miscues in the 10th inning and one in the 13th inning in the American League's 4-3 15-inning victory at Yankee Stadium, doesn't fare much better at the plate, going 0-4 with three strikeouts and grounding into a double play with runners on first and third in the 10th inning. (sighs) Distinctly possible it is the single worst All-Star Game performance of all time. I yeah, I don't think I don't,
1: I'm not sure it can be argued. That's pretty pretty bad.
0: <laughs> three strikeouts, three errors, and a double play with men on base in the tenth. At a boy, Dan. Boy oh boy. Oh well, how I know we all miss the days of Strugla.
1: Old forearms, McGee himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wrist curls. Man, I tell you. Well,
1: at least we had. We had the moment against the Phillies. That is, that is the one shining moment. And Dan Ogla's Atlanta. Oh, and it gave us green. the greatest fan reaction of all time. Absolutely. Well, Hey, if you want to hear other fan reactions from around the league, you ought to check out Spotify green room, check it out, download it on the app, uh, iOS or a Google play store for your Android devices. Hang out with other fans from around the league, such as Doc and Dylan from the Platinum Sombrero. Or occasionally, Alex and I will come on there and talk about baseball. Uh, It's kind of like a live podcast. Just hang out with us. Audio only. Don't have to worry about being on camera. I know we're all zoomed out after the past year, but by golly, you can jump on and have a fun conversation with us all. Spotify
0: Green Room. Check it out. All right, guys. Well, it's not something we're terribly excited about doing, but we are going to be right back to discuss the past week for the Atlanta Braves and take a look at what's ahead coming out of the All-Star break. Oh, boy, guys. At some point, we had to talk about it, even though we really don't want to. So let's talk about what happened over the last week for the Atlanta Braves. So... We we talked about how you know we had a, a Marlins series, a Pirates series, and a Marlins series going into the All Star break, and you know if we can do well in those, get two or above 500, then we're in really good shape going into the second half of the season. Uh, so uh, starts in Pittsburgh, and 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 we lo- we lose 11 to one to the Pirates. Uh, in a game started by, by, by Max Freed. <laughs> um, what? I don't, I don't understand. Not great. <laughs> Not great. Uh...
1: OK, but sure. Uh, but surely we'll, we'll we'll bounce back. I mean, the last time we played the Pirates in a four game set, we lost the first game in humiliating fashion, but then prepared to take the next three. So I'm sure we
0: bounced back in game two. Of course. Of course. Um, well, we uh, we held the Pirates to two runs. That's better than 11. I like it. Um, I like it. Uh, we, we 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 scored one. Awesome. OK, um, that, is less, that is less than two. That is less than two for those of you we, playing the home game. We uh, um,
1: we we scored two runs in 18 innings off the Pirates. We scored
0: two two runs in 18 innings uh, against against the Pirates. Okay, all right, let's not freak out. No, you know, no, no, nobody's no, freaking out. We're we're good. You, we're good. You have good. you have wins. You have losses. It's the ebbs and flows of a baseball season. Just happens that way. Um, so the Braves actually responded fairly well in the next game, uh, decided to put up 14 runs. Yeah. (laughs) Take it 14 to three from the pirates. Drew Smiley, who's actually been pitching really well lately, uh, gets the win going five innings, allowing three earned runs, striking out four and walking three, a lot of action at the plate. Had uh, Abraham Almonte hitting a home run. Had uh, had Ronald Acuna Jr. hitting his 24th of the season. Uh, had doubles from from Adrianza, Inciarte, Albies, Swanson, and Riley. Like, everybody just decided, you know, all of the runs we were supposed to score in those first two games, we're just going to score them in the, the, the end of the series. So, uh, we avoid getting swept by the Pirates raise the jolly roger so that's we can celebrate that i guess all right so yeah okay let's shake it off we lost two out of three to the pirates it was on the road we'll give them that one maybe they had some good vibes from their home stadium so we take a flight down to miami we got charlie morton on the mound pitches an absolute gem Going seven innings, allowing no earned runs, striking out seven and only walking two. You know, um, I only allowed two base hits as well, right? Correct. That's that yeah. is uh, uh, as good of a line as he had. That's not. He's not the pitcher who who is the story of this game. Trust the Morton pitcher man. <laughs> You're welcome. Um. So. Uh, so, so Ronald Acuna got hit again in this one, um, a, again. So it it like look, I I get it. It was a breaking ball. It wasn't a situation that that would have made sense. But he keeps getting hit by the Marlins, and it's like just him. So like, at what point do we actually? get to be angry about this. At what point does the does the excuse of we have pitchers with control issues go out the window? Like it's it's honestly ridiculous. The Marlins
1: the Marlins have hit Ronald more times than the other three teams in the NLEs combined. Yeah. in fact, the Washington
0: Nationals have not hit Ronald a single time so far in his career. Oh, so so Ronald obviously has a much higher batting average against the Nationals because they're not hitting him, right? Uh, No, Ronald has killed the Marlins far worse than he has the Nationals consistently. Interesting, interesting. So what you're saying is that maybe Miami's strategy of just hitting him all the time uh, isn't working? Yeah, you could say that, uh, but, you know, he he's really weak high and inside.
1: Actually, no, he's not. He's not at all. He actually hits really well high and inside. So if anything, he hits poorly, uh, high and outside,
0: but all right, well, Braves win five, five to nothing. Despite what happened in Pittsburgh, they are one game shy of 500, which has, which has been, you know, the line we need to get to. And, yeah. I, and it, all all theatrics aside on
1: Friday night, it was actually one of the better games we've watched them play so far this year. I mean, it, looked, it felt like it
0: looked really good.
1: It, it felt like everybody did their job. Uh, it, it was good hitting, you know, one through nine, uh, some key base hits when needed. Um, defense looked really good. Bullpen was excellent. I it, it was as good of a game as you could have asked for um, just from top to bottom. It, it, yeah, it was I mean, one of the better games
0: they've had. Really showed us. That, you know, despite all of the all of the injury issues that the teams had all season long, that that the core of this team can can still go out there and get the job done. They just they just really have to put it together. Yep. So we fast forward to Saturday. Where where do I start? Um, the Braves won the game five to four. They got to five hundred. Cool great um ronald acuna uh running for uh, what what appeared to be a pretty routine warning track fly ball uh goes up and and tries to make a leaping grab lands a little bit awkwardly complete tear of his acl requires surgery out for the season so
1: this sucks um this absolutely sucks uh so saturday evening uh i was out on the back deck throwing some burgers on the grill had a cold beer in hand and the game on the radio listening to jim powell and ben ingram bring us the bring us the action and on the play they they, they say that Ronald goes into the wall, the ball gets away. And by the point that the, like he's mentioning how the ball is already away, Jazz Chisholm is already rounding second. He makes it the third and they wave him in home. And they say that, you know, a throw hasn't been made to the plate yet. And at this point I'm like, okay, maybe the ball took a weird hop off the wall and it rolled into no man's land. And anyway, he scores, Inside the park, home run. But as soon as he scores at that point, is Jim Powell makes the comment that Ronald is still down in the outfield. So I'm sure I'm not the only Braves fan, but we've we've seen Ronald walk the tightrope before so far in his career, right? Like I, you think, I can
0: think of of at least three or four times yeah. where I have watched a game and Ronald's gotten hurt, and I've thought to myself. That's it. He's uh, that's there's no way he's not out for the year. And, well, and it seems like every time, every time he he's like just miraculously is OK. Uh, we we collectively, I think, decided that this man was made of rubber and and just, you know, could not get <laughs> injured yeah. too severely. I mean, you think back, I, you know, the, the worst one up until this
1: point was in in Fenway, his rookie season, where he hyperextended his knee crossing first. You know, when that happened, I was convinced that he blew his knee out at that point. and somehow he was in the lineup a few days later. Like he missed, I think like two or three games or something like that and, and was back in the lineup. You know, we've seen him time and time again bounce back. but it was when it was when they made the call that, a cart was being brought out on the field that I knew something was so, terribly so wrong.
0: Here's here's what you didn't see uh, on the radio. So so they come out and check on him. Uh, he he's laying down on the warning track. Um, have the doctors out there. They're testing out his range of motion and everything on his knee. Um, and and they they get him up off the ground. And he starts walking back to the dugout um, pretty much unassisted. And about, I'd say, 30, 40 feet after walking 30, 40 feet through the outfield um, collapses to the ground. And then they bring out the cart and get him. I don't understand that decision. I don't either. If you think there is a chance that one of the best players your organization has ever seen is severely injured. You bring an army of people out there and you pick his ass up and you bring him back. Like carry him back. Yep. Why? Why would you even try to have him walk under his own power, even if he wanted to, why give him the option? I don't understand it. <sighs> and and it's you know it it's hard to it's it's hard. We're we're speculating here. We don't actually know if that made it any worse, or you know the adrenaline started to wear off and the pain caught up with him. We, we don't we don't know which of those things it is, but. It's distinctly possible that he landed uh from his, from his his attempt to catch the ball, he landed and partially tore it and then walking off the field fully tore it. We don't we, we don't know, but it's possible. Yeah. <clears throat> so you know,
1: he, he leaves the game, Braves end up winning, Will Smith gives us all a heart attack at the very end of the game, but <clears throat> nonetheless, Braves win. And we're told that we probably won't know anything until the morning. And what it ended up breaking right around midnight or so, I think that the so, re- result like that. results had come back. And man, it's just, uh, it's heartbreaking. It it really
0: is. Um, I mean, it just he it was, just stinks. I don't know if they picked it up on the radio, but like he clearly knew. How severe it was. Yeah, they 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 man, mentioned this, like he was he was crying on the field and hell, I was almost crying in the living room. Um, yeah. look, it's it sucks for baseball in general to lose a guy like this. Yeah. And of course, it sucks for the Braves because they're already down one of their best pitchers. Uh, Actually, two of their best pitchers. Um, They're already down their opening day left fielder. They're already down their opening day catcher. And now your very best player. Will not take the field again in 2021. So my advice
1: to every single one of you listening to this here fine podcast.
0: I'm telling you guys, tennis is great. You should really start. Alex, Alex, Alex. No,
1: my advice in all sincerity is keep watching, keep, keep in, you know, whatever ends up with this season, it it is what it is. At some point you have to just look at it and say, well, we kind of drew the short straw a quite a bit so far this year, but dadgummit, we still got baseball on every day and that's great. And we still have a lot of guys on this team that we enjoy watching and they deserve our support as well. I, you know, keep watching and enjoy the rest of your summer,
0: but you know, it stinks. What the way we all need to look at this now is, you know, from here on out, we're playing with the house money. Oh yeah. We, We don't, we don't have to worry about the losses from here on out. We can have, even more fun with the wins than we had before. Cause they're probably going to be a little less expected going forward. Oh yeah. Um, but I, at the end of the day, we, we are, I, I, I assume we are as a whole, more of a fan of the name on the front of the Jersey than any name on the back of a Jersey. So don't stop going to games. Don't stop turning it on the radio or TV. Like, like, the, the braves are always there for us let's be there for them
1: that's right
0: <laughs> oh man and then they they dropped game
1: three but in all honesty i don't know if a single guy on the was it even
0: remotely into that game um uh unfortunately was a little bit more bad news coming out of the final game going into the all-star break Uh, apparently, Ian Anderson had some shoulder issues, and now he is going to be on the IL, I believe, uh, as well.
1: Boy, I tell you, it is just you know, and and it's funny that you can look back at other teams in our exact position over the past few years where it's just like, good lord, how are they even able to field a team, you know? And I, it it was our turn. We drew the card for that yeah. this year it, and it it's just it is what it is, you know.
0: You know, I I I saw I saw someone on Twitter suggest this and and I really do hope that it's the route the Braves go. Um, you know, unless unless this team comes out of the All-Star break and every single one of them decide to play some kind of inspired baseball and they just go crazy. If that does not happen, then what I want to see is all of these guys that we've got down in, in Gwinnett and hell, even Mississippi, like bring them up, give them some games. Let us cheer for these, for these kids that we've got in our system. Let them get a taste of the bigs, uh, to, uh, to, you know, help realize what they need to work on for the next couple of years. Like could be a fun opportunity to see a lot of these guys that we might not have otherwise seen the only i mean the only caveat to
1: that is the whole service time thing and you gotta wonder you know who and if they're going to be willing to start the start the clock on
0: I, can, I, what, I, if I i if i if i if i have to watch 80 more games of kevin smith or however many games it is i don't know if i can handle it
1: well, no, I mean, the good thing is, you know, D- Darnold's still on track to be back within the next two to three weeks, which is great. You know, there, there's a more mainstay guy. Enoa's going to be back um, hopefully in early August again. So, you know, that there's another piece of the rotation. But, you know, I, I've seen everybody saying, like, oh, it's time to bring up Langoliers. It's time to bring up Pache again. It's time to bring up Waters again. And, you know, I <clears> – <throat> I don't know. As cool as it would be, especially for a guy like Waters, I'm not sure they start to clock on him yet, especially like when his numbers have not been so hot this year. Like he's been very. Yeah, streaky. I,
0: I I will say that I have I have kind of loosely been keeping an eye on on Pache as as he's in Gwinnett. And he seems to have have found the swing that he was having a lot more success with. Um. So so it's possible that we could see him maybe a little bit sooner rather than later. yeah
1: and i i think we'll see
0: contreras back up i hope so yeah yeah i I think quite just quite frankly neither of their bats were ready no they they were they were not
1: but i you know and in the back of my mind i still almost wonder if you know maybe waters is a september call up that you know maybe if if we're out of it and it doesn't matter you know maybe we do see him i i don't know but You know, to your point, I I think despite how the first half went, which did not go how any of us expected it to, there's still plenty of fun to be had. We've still got 81 games left that, by golly, we can still enjoy. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The uh, big question now is, is what does this do? To the Braves in terms of being buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. I think we
1: stay, Pat. I don't think we do anything. I. I uh...
0: Yeah. Yeah. At this point, if you are going to try to make a move for for a big name, it it's got to be somebody that's under contract for a couple of seasons. There is there is zero point at going out and getting any kind of rentals. Um, yeah. Uh, oh
1: boy. Yeah, because I, I I think at this point, you know, like, like you said, we're playing with house money through the end of this season. It feels yeah. like, you know, you're definitely looking at next year, you know, coming back 100 percent just because at this point you're halfway through the season and you're in such, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like we're still within striking distance of first place, which is cool, but we have no, we have no depth at this point. You know what I mean? Right.
0: Like it's just, it, it,
1: it's a, it is a tough road to hoe. And I, I don't, I just, I don't know if it's plausible at this point with how everything has transpired, but if there is a move to be made for potentially next year, I mean, maybe, maybe you make it. I don't know.
0: I, I think that's that's kind of what you got to look at. Like, yep. go go get somebody who's who's will excite the fans for this season, bring them out to the ballpark, but then actually contribute in a meaningful way for the next year or two following that. Like a Craig Kimbrell, maybe. Hey, I, we, still, we got a, we, I we, still got we. a Kimbrel jersey in my closet that hasn't been worn in years. We can't afford Kimbrel. No, we can't.
1: No, there's (laughs) going to be a playoff team that
0: is going to give up
1: the absolute farm for him. Oh, yeah. Especially now that the Cubs have said that they're sellers. (laughs) Who, uh, who, Who gets Chris Bryant? Hmm, that's a good question. I think it's the Mets. Oh, God. I think they get him for the remainder of the season as a rental. I think they make the push for this year. I mean, if
0: – I don't want them to, but it makes a ton of sense for them. Yep. So so looking beyond the All-Star break, um, the combined records of the two teams that the Braves play coming right out of the All-Star break is 106 and 77. Fun. Huh going to be fun yeah yeah um so yeah i I don't i don't even know what to say about that we don't have any pictures to talk about nothing's been announced uh yet for for what comes out of the all-star break um which is probably probably for the best you know keep the uh keep the element of surprise but yeah uh before uh before we go um we do have a uh we do have a voicemail from uh, from friend of the show and patron of the show, Josh Goldberg. Let's press play here and see what he has to say. Oh, what the hell? God damn it, Josh. This is just
1: rubbing salt in the wound at this point.
0: thanks josh kind of messed up appreciate you kind of messed up
1: lest we forget he's a red Sox fan
0: (sighs) that's going to do it for today's episode of the chatting average podcast for cam matthews i'm alex we will reluctantly see y'all next week for another brand new episode Bye. With that, we've reached the end of the show. If you want to connect with the show, you can contact us via text or voicemail at 678-242-9408 or on Twitter at Average Chatting. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a patron at www.patreon.com slash We'll see you all next week on another brand new episode of the Chatting Average Podcast.